Everybody turn off your phone so I put it on and he's the guest. <laughs> Welcome everybody to a special episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Yay. Um, we uh, went and saw Wonder Woman, so we're Wonder putting Woman. this up. <laughs> that was Ryan, not me. That just was for also the like the worst version of that theme song so, ever. I don't see any of you guys trying. I don't. After know that, we don't want to try. Exactly, because you can't compare. Okay, so. Yeah, anyways, um, we brought on uh, our previous guest, Ed Campbell, a.k.a. Snowhawk Cosplay, because uh, he went and saw the movie with us, and he uh, he kind of balances out the scales a little bit, too, of the, the people who did not like Batman vs. Superman versus the people who did like Batman vs. Superman. So, because that may come into play a little bit later. I'm pretty but, sure it's going to come into play. But, <laughs> I've been preparing. I I am trying to avoid the subject because we're talking about Wonder Woman. Um, to put it out there now, there will probably be spoilers during this podcast. <gasps> Gasp! Yeah, I, so I you have nothing but spoilers with me. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a uh, it's if you don't want spoilers, you'll notice that the title of this episode is Wonder Woman Review Spoilers. I have told you that there's spoilers. Um, so far, you've all, all you listeners have been very good about not complaining about them, mainly because I stress the fact that when we do spoilers, there's spoilers. But there's going to be spoilers. But there's going to be lots of them. Lots of them. Uh, uh-huh. So, so uh, just just press pause, you know, rate, review. Go see the movie. Review. Go see the movie, come back, and then listen. If you, if you don't remember the movie, go see it a second time. So, um, we will start off with um, the, the person that I thought might be the toughest nut to crack for, for this movie, um, my, my beautiful wife, Jen. Say hello, Jen. Hello, Jen. Um, yes, because, I am going to do that every time you say that. Yes. <laughs> because uh, Jen is a, uh, a classics major, so she knows a lot about Roman and Greek mythology. And has yet to read a Wonder Woman comic book that she particularly likes. Yeah, no, I can't read the Wonder Woman comics. So, which made going into this movie a little bit more of an interesting concept. And as well, Jen is the only girl on our on our regular panel of people. So, let's start with Jen. What did you think of Wonder Woman, Jen? So now I'm like speaking on behalf of all women or something? No, just you. No, you're speaking on behalf of all women on the podcast. Which is you. <laughs> And Petra, when I can catch her. <laughs> she hasn't seen the movie, though. Oh, yeah, She's that's different. True. Yeah. Like most cats. She so likes Batman if... versus Superman. Oh, no. Nobody likes Batman versus Superman. Yeah, they, those two do. Anyways. <laughs> you're... Okay, what did I think about the movie? Extended cut. So, um, as a classics major, like Brent was saying, I have done a lot of study on Greek and Roman mythology, and it's kind of given me this... Um, Thicker, not not a thin skin when it comes to watching things that interpret Greek myths, mm-hmm. and because I, I feel that the myths <clears throat> are so great on their own, they don't need to be changed and reworked too much. Or you know, I, I especially is a pet peeve of mine when they just take their names and like the names of the gods and the names of the heroes, and then have characters that are absolutely nothing like them. So that's honestly what I was prepared for going into this movie. And I was very pleasantly surprised. It did not make me angry, I think, was the first thing I said when I came out of the theater. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. You said that to me. <laughs> because I was pretty sure I was going to leave angry. Um, one of the movies, <laughs> like that old Brad Pitt movie, Troy. Troy. Oh, I hated that movie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That movie was just, yeah. Anyway, that's a different rant for a different day. Uh, so I really liked that, um, even though it is... Uh, 
Themyscira is based on, and the Amazons are based on Greek mythology, and that's where it came from. And a lot of the names, like uh, Hippolyta and Penthesilea, were all from Greek mythology. I liked that it was kind of, they created it into the island into its own little bubble universe almost. So there's the outside world where World War I is raging, and then they have this little bubble world of the island of Themyscira. And within that bubble world, it had its own mythology, which was sort of based on Greek mythology, but not really. But since it was such an isolated world and the the rest of like the real world knew what Greek mythology actually was, like you can tell when um, Chris Pine's character... Steve Trevor. Yeah, he's like, what, Ares? You mean the god? You know that Greek mythology exists in the outside world, but in the bubble, it's got its own adaption. And I really like that it was a mythology within a mythology. But maybe within the bubble, that's real. And what's out in our world has been convoluted over centuries. Possibly. Possibly. But... Yeah. Okay. So don't want to get me down that road. <laughs> the, the mythology, <laughs> the, the mythology didn't annoy you. No. But the what only, did you think of the movie? I really, really enjoyed the movie. There were a lot of points in it where I was like almost wincing, waiting for it to go down the route of she needs help and the men are going to save her, and you know. Like, I was just waiting for, like, right at the very, very end. So this is where the spoilers part comes in. So right at the very, very end where she finally meets Ares, who I didn't see coming, which was kind of awesome for mm. me. I was like, oh, my God. Um, so it, that was a I terrible sound. I Ares had a sweet mustache. Yeah, definitely. So when she finally meets Ares and uh, her little band of merry men are kind of, like, hidden there watching her. And Chris Pine is watching her, and you know that they love each other at this point in the movie, and she, she's getting her, she's getting beaten because she's just learning that she's a demigod. She doesn't know all her demigod powers, whereas Ares has had forever to figure out how to use his powers. I was just wait, wincing because I'm like, oh, no, he's going to run to her aid, and she's, he's going to be the one that does something to defeat Ares, and it's going to be like this big cop-out. But no, he basically looks at her and is like, she's got this. Let's go deal with that giant plane of gas. And I was like, yay. <laughs> I think he only kind of saves her like what once? Like right at the start of the movie? No, she saved him. She, she saved, saved him? him. Okay. I think is, he... is it somebody else that he No, saved? no, he, well, no, when he, he shot shoots. The one, when he shot yeah. the one German soldier. Yeah. Yeah, she but, didn't see it coming. Yeah. But they didn't know what bullets were. Well, exactly. Yeah, that no, was her, yeah, yeah. Like, literally her first battle. Like you can see in that part where the bullet is flying in slow motion and she watches it go by and go past her and hit the Amazon. And that's when she realizes, uh-oh, these things can kill us. And quite frankly, once is okay. Like yeah. once or twice is okay. It's when well, it's like every single time. But the thing the is, is yeah. that he needs to, it. you need to have all of the characters helping each other in order to make them seem relevant. I mean, if he didn't do anything, then <laughs> we'd be like, well, what's the point of him? Why is he there? Which is, you know, what you can say about a lot of female characters. I think there's a test online. It's like the lamp test. And it's like, if you can replace the female character with a lamp and the plot still be fine, then, you know, she was just there for eye candy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was, they needed to be there. There was a point. But I liked that even when she was being brought into this new world, I mean, she was, he was trying to treat her like you would treat a woman in World War I era, and she wasn't having anything of it. And I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved when they were trying on all the clothes. That part was hilarious because I was watching all those clothes going, ooh, no, yuck, yuck, yuck. It was kind of telling that the only character that was kind of in there for eye candy was him. There yeah. was that whole scene where she ogles him for like, she's never seen anything like that before. Yeah, I found that part really fun too yeah, because... He kept staring at his watch. Yeah. Yes, his watch. Well, I'm sorry guys, but the male body is... Eh. <laughs> the genitalia part anyway is not nearly as attractive sometimes. A lesbian once <laughs> told me that male bodies look silly. Because they're weirdly proportioned. Yeah. But anyway. Anyways. So that part when he's standing in the pool, I actually cracked up at that part because he's like, he stands up, he's fully naked, and she comes in and she's like, oh, not realizing that she's supposed to be like, hey, because she's never seen a man before. And he's like, um, trying to be embarrassed, but not making any effort to sit back down again or cover himself. He's just like, hi. Here I am, and she's not having any of it, which I really liked. So I found that this movie 
had the the real potential to go down paths that I was like cringing at, but in the end really stood the test and, and I think made her a really good hero in her own right. And she she was she was the hero. Like there was no she was the hero up to a point and then the men stepped in and saved her. And I really liked that the ending was like a big anime type ending because <laughs> I'm a big fan of the anime ending and that it was love that released her power, which is kind of chintzy, but at the same time, I mean... It is a comic book movie? It is a comic book movie. It's also a Wonder Woman thing. It goes back in the comic. Does it? Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know that. So I, I was found that a little cheesy, but I'm like, well, you know, emotion is a really powerful thing. And if you need to have, like, Ares's power was triggered by anger... And that's his emotion. And hers was triggered by love. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I don't think that love is a lesser emotion. If anything, it's more powerful. So I, I, I liked, and, you know, that's a typical trope in anime is that the, the heroine's powers are unlocked by love, which I always find amusing. So so overall, rather liked it. Thumbs I up. quite liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to see it again. Serena, if you're listening, we need to go see this again. <laughs> I, I'm up for seeing it again. Okay, Ryan, turn the, the mic more towards you. Um, I don't know what else to add to that. Uh, Jen did a really good job of describing the whole thing. Uh, I oh, enjoyed I the movie. I thought it was kind of scattered, but yay. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I'd, I'd see it again. It kind of made me want to go and watch more, the past DC Universe movies. <laughs> I know. It's okay. We, can, and, uh, we can fight it's, about that it's later. Made me, it's made me hopeful for the, the upcoming movies. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess, you know, back to the theme of, you know, the, the movie, the part of the, you know, the love theme and the love being a part of Wonder Woman's character that they pulled from the comics as well. Uh, back, you know, going into uh, Green Lantern books when they did that Blackest Night run and all the characters like Wonder Woman that had been kind of, you know, had died and been resurrected, got infected with black rings. And then some of them, like Wonder Woman, got freed by get, being given a ring of a different color and she was given uh, the one well the ring that went to her was a violet ring which is the the the, the power for uh, with a love the emotional on the emotional spectrum and it was able to break like, her connection was just so strong to that emotion that broke the ring and freed her and went on to help save the day uh, sorry to put the tangent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like the movie. I liked a lot of the secondary characters, like that whole little crew of hers. Yeah, they were great. Uh, commandos? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, they were good. They all kind of had their little moment to shine. And then she helped them all uh, by just by being around and them interacting with her. Uh, they were able to find a, you know, kind of better themselves or get themselves out of whatever kind of emotional state they and were I in. They that, also had, like, personalities. Yeah, yeah they weren't like, just uh, each, there. Uh, much like uh, the, the Howling Commandos, for the most part, each one was a separate character, and you could tell it was a separate character, which is nice. But I'm also thinking that, you know, even the fact that she helped each of them speaks to her character as as a heroine and as a, as a or as a hero, in that, you know, a lot of people put down emotions like love and compassion and, and kindness, and they think that it's weak. So I really like that she embodied a lot of those emotions and made them powerful. Kind of fuels her kick-assery. Exactly. Because yeah. you don't usually see those in a kick-ass movie. Yeah, the very true. Especially a kick-ass comic book I mean, it, it shows that you can be strong and powerful and change the world, but also have compassion and kindness and and be good to one another. You don't. They're the two things aren't separate. Exactly. Unless you're the Punisher. <laughs> he loves what he does. Oh yeah. That My is. point is that not all heroes need to be the Punisher. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yes. No. We'll watch again. Yeah. We'll purchase one on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, no, I thought it was great. Um, Interesting take being in World War One versus World War Two, which the comic came out during the forties. Mm. So Wonder Woman debuted in World War Two. Going to World War One is a little bit different, which sort of works with the story of Ares is the one influencing the war. Yeah, because World War One is the the birthplace of modern warfare. It's yeah. the birthplace Basically. of modern yeah. warfare. There was stuff done in World War One that is now illegal. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I have a cynical thought about why they said it in World War One, and it was to differentiate it from Captain America. Well, it's true. probably that I, too. I'm pretty sure that's part of it. One but thing it works. One, yeah. one thing I did thing read online it, right? was the thing about being in World War One versus World War Two. There was so much evil in World War Two. Yeah. Like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. World War One was still a territorial war. It was based on monarchies at that mm-hmm. time. Like, uh, uh, Kaiser in Germany was related to the to uh, Every, the ruler yeah. in Russia, and they like, were all they, related to Queen Victoria. Yeah, and they yeah. tried to have an armistice before they went into World War One. So there was a lot more factors at play. It was more, it was more of a visceral territorial war than what World War Two became. Mm-hmm. World War Two was basically, you know, the, the proceedings of a madman taking yeah. over the world. Yeah. Um, so World War One really works, especially with Ares being the god of war, influencing different areas, different countries, different people. Um, I, I thought Danny Houston was good mm-hmm. as, um, as as the bad guy. Um, I like his. I like him as an actor. I know. He's yeah, not, no, me too. He's not a great actor, but I do enjoy watching him. Which he's one a was good he? character actor. He's he, the German general. Uh, oh, Leuven, Leuven, Leuvendorf. Dorf. So, and that's actually a real. He was a real general. Oh, really? Yeah, because huh. in World War One, you had uh, Bit, uh, Hindenburg was was the the field marshal. Yeah, and Leuvendorf was the second in command. So the fact that he was actually playing a character who was in high command in the German German army back in World War One makes it a little bit more interesting too on how he was able to influence everything, which then gets you the swerve on who actually Ares is. And going back to to Greek mythology, because I will, um, in in actual Greek mythology, there are two gods of war, Ares and Athena. And Ares, Athena is is the goddess of war to end war. So she's more about strategy and she wants to end war. And Ares is, is actually the god of war for war's sake. Mm-hmm. His purpose in Greek mythology is to perpetuate war and to keep it going. So I really did like that Ares was the bad guy and that they actually represented him as he probably may have evolved to be in Greek mythology. So, I mean, that was another reason why I wasn't angry at the mythology. They didn't, mm. like, take Apollo and decide he was the god of war, because that's not right. <laughs> well, it's also one of those things, too. You go into it, and you're like, I know who Ares is going to be. I know who the bad guy is. And then yeah. when they give you the swerve... I totally didn't see it coming. I see, and I started to see it coming. I'm like, no, it's too obvious yeah. that this guy is Ares. I'm like... That actor there, he's too big of a name to not be. See, yeah, but I was I was falling under under uh, Chris Pine's logic. What's his name? Steve. Steve Trevor. Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Eh, whatever. Uh, Chris Pine. Not Steve. Steve whatever. Steve, Steve Trevor. whatever. Um, I was starting to think that maybe he was right and Aries didn't exist, and that this was all part of like it was actually a myth that the the Amazons had, not actually a real thing. And I was like, oh, well, may- maybe he's right. Maybe Ares is dead. Maybe this whole quest of Diana's is just fueled by a fairy tale and it isn't actually a thing. And then Ares showed up and I was like, oh, my God, because I didn't think that the German guy was Ares either. But I was I just yeah. assumed there was no Ares. I wondered if the doctor might have been Ares. Yeah. That was my... See, and that would have made me angry. (laughs) Unfortunately for me, um, because part of my job at Geek Card is keeping on top of all this stuff, I knew more from uh, when they started, when they put out the full casting list, Mm -hmm. uh, what's his face, Uh, David Thewell? David Thewlis. His character was the only one that was unlisted for months mm. and like and like oh okay See, and they he's the bad they could have gave him his actual character's name lord yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's when i first I'm saw him i thought lord crumple bottom when i first saw him i thought he was neville chamberlain that's who i thought he was to begin with but uh no they could have just gave him his character's yeah. name yeah. and then bet a total swerve mm-hmm. nobody ever would have thought but about it. i still think it worked for the movie like oh, it's it one of those things that like it's like uh, even though i saw it coming it was still awesome mm-hmm. and but. when they finally reveal i guess now we spoiled it so when they reveal it's him and i'm looking at him and it was like to me now the brian azarello run i have a voice and to the character of aries mm. because if you haven't seen it um, Azarello's run of of um, Ares, 
He's disheveled. He's, you know, blood up to his elbows, blood up to his knees of a tattered old brown suit with a big mustache and a hat pulled down, pulled down. Well, kind of like a beard, like a a pointy, like a a wizard beard, I guess it would be. (laughs) But he's basically I'll I'll save everybody a lot of time. If you've ever met Brian Azzarello in the last five years, that's Ares. That's Clifford Chang based the character, the look of the character off of Azzarello. Oh. But the the <laughs> thing is, is like Ares is like an old broken man in Azzarello's run. Mm. And when I saw David Thewlis, I was like, now I know what he sounds like. Now I know his mannerisms in the comic book. And if they ever bring him back, that's a look you can totally yeah. do with that. Well, yeah, guy. because. He did. Don't necessarily kill a god. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. defeated a god. You because they had defeated him. him before and thought he was dead, right? Yeah, or you could just break close. him. So and it would be funny to see him come back. I think that was another reason why I didn't really pick up on him as Ares, was because again, Greek mythology, which is where my mind automatically goes. That's not how any gods are depicted. Greek gods always had were always depicted as the ideal man. So they're always youthful. Except when Zeus turned himself into a bull to sleep with some random farm girl. Oh, yeah, but he turned himself into a bull. He turned himself into a swan. He turned but it is the best-looking <laughs> bull you have ever seen. Well, Hence yeah. why women uh, sleep with a it. masculine bull. <laughs> yeah, a manly bull. But, I mean, they were always youthful. They were always clean-shaven. They were always had uh, very short hair, always very muscular, evenly proportioned. You know, no flaws, nothing. So that's the Greek ideal, and that's what almost what I was expecting. Like they would throw, if you were going to have Aries, you would have like a muscly bodybuildery youngish type man to play him. Like a Chris Pine. Well, yeah, maybe a little bit more rich than Chris Pine. Or the rock. If he was well, a little bit in between, carved out of marble, a little bit between the rock and Chris Pine, maybe, but anyway, not David Thewlis, which is why (laughs) I just was like totally blown away by it. But But. anyway, but, we're never going to get to Kevin's thoughts on this rate. We but keep as far as the circles. rest of it, action sequences were perfect. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have more to talk about it, but we'll give it over to Kevin. <laughs> I Kevin. Wanna, I want to talk about uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, she's amazing. Oh, completely. And you can tell she's having the time of her life. Mm-hmm. In Both times we've seen her now as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she plays that naivety crossed with kick-assery so well she's got that great sense of confidence and purpose and comic timing yeah and her and pine are a great comedic duo mm. mm-hmm. yeah they you had know? some good on-screen chemistry uh, yes. actually her chemistry with uh him and with um uh what's her name etta candy yes is also very good mm-hmm. like which the, one is etta candy she's the, uh, the, secretary. the secretary oh she's so funny <laughs> she's one of the few characters in the movie that's from the comic actually so is dr poison apparently yeah. Yeah. dr yeah. poison was in F- issue two yeah it's like old old school character so uh i i love gal gadot and i can't wait to see when she shows up in justice league next i mean i think i think she is sort of the linchpin of the DC universe now. I'm really hoping that for um, the Justice League, she doesn't get pushed to the back because now they have all the male superheroes again and all in a movie together that they are just like, and then, you know, she gets pushed. No, I They've already so. got her sequel lined up, though, Sweet. too. So. But when you look at the Justice League, you've got Cyborg in there. There's no way that Cyborg is going to get pushed in front of Wonder Woman. <laughs> no. I certainly and hope Flash not. Flash is going to be a supporting character, I imagine. Believe yeah. me, I, I really hope not. Like, like it, but if you again. start looking at the trailer, <laughs> the, the ones who are going to steal the show, I think, will be Wonder Woman... And Aquaman. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a king. Yeah. So and yeah. his movie's being worked on right now. So. <laughs> well, plus, plus what we've seen so far in the trailer, he's the one who stood out in that original trailer. Yeah, that's true. You know, with, with everything. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. the walking to the end of the pier with the tides mm-hmm. coming up. And the or, Yeah, or hanging out on the Batmobile. Yeah. Like he's, he's proved that that's going to be the fun character in this movie. I also want to mention that unlike the the last few DC movies, they chose some more colors than gray. <laughs> uh, the, all the Paradise Island stuff was oh gorgeous. Right. Speaking of color stuff, it, it would remind me of that when we go into my version okay. of it. <laughs> it's because I've got something about that that okay. I, I might be making I, up. Right I was when, during all of the once she got to London and we got to the World War One stuff. I started to think, oh my god, this movie's so dark, but it's 
part of it was because we were wearing 3D glasses. Mm. And yeah. part of it is it was dark, right? So the time period would have been like, dark. That the, the best line, welcome to London. My God, it's hideous. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that it made the lasso just and and her just shine yeah right? yeah. yeah she just popped yeah yeah with her tiara so, her lasso her and cufflinks or whatever they're called the scene of her just striding across no man's land is oh yeah is a classic already yeah. i think you yeah know? that is an iconic superhero scene and again they don't they they help her but they don't take away from her heroism and her power. Like she's pinned down by machine gun fire. They recognize this and they're not like, we need to go save her. Well, they not, 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 they were more like, like, she's drawing their fire. Yeah. We're going to die. If they're we like, holy there. crap, look how far she's got. And now she's stuck. We need to help her get the rest of the way. Well, yeah. They even say at least, you know, she's drawing all their fire. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my two big thoughts. About and it. and it should be noted as well. Uh, Kevin's probably you've probably followed Wonder Woman in the comics more than the rest I read, of us has. I started reading Wonder Woman during the with George, the George Perez, Perez, Perez run in the eighties, like on the heels of the crisis. So that that stuff was heavily more heavily rooted in the mythology even than this movie was. All the gods are in that run, and uh, so um, that's the one that'll probably make me angry. I don't. I, as someone who's a dabbler in mythology, I'm I'm not offended by their. Yeah, but so am I, and I love the Azarello run, and she just couldn't get past it. I think the Perez run is more accurate to the mythology than the Azarello. Oh, probably yeah, because he uh, Azarello modernized it a lot. Yeah, I'm getting better. Um, so uh, I gotta agree with everybody else. This this movie was great. It was. Um, I had. I wouldn't say I had high expectations going in, but I had like decent expectations going in, and it exceeded all of them. Um, the thing that I'm, I kind of like, I'm not one to to be like the social justice warrior, but one of the things that's annoying me right now is everybody's harping on the fact that a, a woman directed this movie, and which did Patty Jenkins directed this movie. And she did an amazing job of it. But I didn't what, even know that. For, for me, what should be harped on is the fact is this woman's never directed an action film before. Oh, she did a her, good job. She, her, uh, like, she has directed uh, one movie before this, which was Monster, Monster. The, the movie about Eileen Warnos, which I guess it has a couple action-like scenes in it, but nothing on this scale. Um, beyond that, it's like an episode of Arrested Development, an episode of Entourage. I thought she did Game of Thrones. Uh, and, and maybe I don't see it on her IMDb. Um, let me pull it up. I thought she had two, but um, she was in the running to. She was supposed to direct Thor two. Oh, that's right. I and then that. she had creative conflicts with the with Marvel and left the project and. Um, or was was thrown off the project, depending on whose story you believe at this point. But like to go from like a movie like Monster, or she did like the first couple of episodes of The Killing, and do this, it's a phenomenal job. Like regardless of sex of the director, she like just nailed it, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see the next one. Um, the one thing I was kind of surprised about that I didn't know when the credits started rolling is this was written by Alan Heinberg. Mm-hmm. The guy who worked on uh, Young Avengers, he's done a lot of TV and movie work. Oddly, when I dug a little bit more, I had completely forgotten about this. He was the guy behind the um, show Amazon that never happened, which was going to be like the Wonder Woman prequel TV um, show. I think the Smallville for Wonder Woman. Yeah, so it was uh, 2012 was when it was supposed to happen. And, and it didn't. So part of me wonders how many of those ideas he kind of shuffled in. I thought I'd also read that he and Jeff Johns were roommates or something. Yeah. Office that, mates. Yeah, and... they know each other from the, the past. That's part of the reason why he's, like, they're both pretty good writers. So there was something in the water there or something. <laughs> um, the other thing, okay, so I may have completely put this in my head, but you were talking about color. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really liked how the stuff in on um, Theramascara was all colorful, very bright, very. And then when she gets into the man's world, it's drab and stuff like that. 
does her armor go darker as the movie goes on? Because when she first unveils on the battlefield, it's bright, it's full of color. And to me, it seems like it's like Man's World kind of dirties her up a bit. Like she's sort of like, or am I just reading way too much into it? I didn't notice that, but I that's wasn't paying that much attention. Now, well, the more the movie goes on, it's darker and darker. Oh, later, later yeah. time of day, right? it, so. it, it could just be my brain. And she could, well, she she was fighting in the mud and then bashing through buildings. She got dirty. That happens. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not self cleaning armor. Self cleaning armor. I'm pretty sure Iron Man's is, though. At least on the inside. You heard what the Fox News people said about her costume. Well, oh, oh my God. goodness. I laughed so hard. This woman from another country... Is not American. Is not American enough. What? There's not enough stars and stripes That's in that. A, there, that right? comes from, like, somebody must... Look, because her original costume oh, has yeah. the stars and stripes yeah. in it, right? Yeah. And it, that has been... How long has she not had that on? So just since the new 52... Uh, I think so. Well, New Fifty Two, she still had the stars. Oh, that's right, she did. It was it was the darker blue trunks with the with the stars, mm-hmm. yeah. and even with uh, JMS's reboot when she went to the pants, she still had stars. She still had stars. So yeah, okay. It's still been an element of the character, but Fox News can. <laughs> oh well, I, I think the one thing that we can all agree on is Fox News isn't particularly great. When guess it's, what, Fox News, Superman isn't from Earth, so yeah. <laughs> and the the guy you wanted to be president, Superman is Canadian. Now suck it. <laughs> I mean, she's a Greek-based heroine, yeah, fighting a war in Europe. Yeah, and you're complaining that she's not American enough. I know, like. They weren't in America think, at all for that entire movie. They didn't even... Even the Americans weren't even fighting in that movie. The yeah. only American in there was Chris Pine. Yeah. Pete Trevor. They, they didn't even make her lose her accent totally. She still Ooh, had that... That was the other thing I was going to mention. Exotic accent, yeah. So I really like... Is it actually Gal Gadot's accent? Yes. Is it? She's maybe a little I, modified, yeah. but yeah, she's I heard Israeli, an interesting so always... thing today, but go ahead. I really liked that... She had an, an unplaceable accent, more or less, but all the other Amazons had the same accent or a similar one. Mm-hmm. Hippolyta was talking with the same accent. Young Diana was talking with the same accent. And there's a reason for that. And I love that they all kind of, it, that got incorporated into it because that's something like usually, well, I mean, even in the same movie, some of the Germans were speaking with British accents and some of them had German accents. And I did love that it came out why they could speak English to Steve Trevor too. I'm like, these women have never spoken English in their lives. How did they? know that and then we learn that yeah she's learned every language yeah so i heard today um that the reason they all have the same same or similar accent to her is that she couldn't do another accent she couldn't change her accent Um. so they made all the other actors change to her which is fantastic because a lot of times that's one of the details that slips well yeah it really for the whole movie she'll be talking one way and the rest of them are just there for you know, the stuff on Paradise Island. And then yeah. after that, they, they're gone. So it's probably better and to make them match her. When than... you think, like, her mother was played by Connie Britton, right? Who was a country music singer on Nashville. So she was a southerner on that show. And she was the mom on Friday Night Lights. So, you know... So that's a lot of southern... The movie or the TV, the TV show? TV show, okay. Friday Night Lights. She was Coach's wife on Friday Night Lights, was Queen Hippolyta. I thought it was Connie Nielsen was Queen Hippolyta. Connie Britton. Wasn't oh, it Connie Nielsen? She was in. She was in Gladiator. Well, then I'm totally wrong. <laughs> I have no idea. But Princess Buttercup was the fight instructor. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. The general Robin Wright. Yeah. Why the hell hasn't she been in action movies? She was for so the past good. twenty years. She was so like, run for us, run. I'll take care of this shit myself. Yes. <laughs> She was fantastic. Okay, so although was, Brent got it got me screwed up because yeah, the whole time I, he was saying that Robin Wright was Hippolyta. That's what I thought at first. And then I was watching I, the movie and I'm like, that's sure not Robin Wright. Was at one point the role of Hippolyta was the role in the movie that like before they started filming moved around like four well, different actors. Nicole Kidman was, was supposed to, be. to, and then I don't know if she oh. dropped out or scheduling forced uh, her out. And she's then not it was, Amazonish. Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright, and then it sounded like it would for a while. It sounded like Robin Wright was in that role, and yeah, I think that's what Robin threw me Wright off. just 
kicked Nailed ass. It. Like she, she was, was yeah. amazing. And like, and how old is she? Robin Wright. Yeah, she's a, like. She is fifty-one. So damn. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and like the apparently the, all the other Amazons are all for the most part the ones that didn't have like speaking parts and stuff all athletes like MMA fighters, uh, judo practitioners. There was a couple like quasi or full Olympians in there. That makes like, sense. Yeah, and the right body type. Um, one was a tennis pro, I want to say. Like it, it's like, but it's kind of interesting how like they. They just went through the top line, uh, get us women athletes, and as long as they're, like, within the top five, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, the Amazons were amazing, but I found that they fought really stupidly. Am I the only one who thought that? It's like, spin, 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 stab. I'm like, or, step, step, stab. But it looked really cool. It did yeah, look amazing. If you examine fight scenes too much, you, you, there's two schools of it. There's, like, the... Like, there's like almost like the wushu style, which is like from the the martial arts movies from Hong Kong, where it's fantastic to watch, but in no way would that ever work in a real fight. Yeah. And then there's like the the realistic fights, like um, uh, where a guy pulls the, out swords and then they just shoot him. Uh, that or uh, <laughs> some some of the <laughs> stuff <laughs> in like um, oh, what was the the Jet Li movie? I had a. British bootleg of it, so it was called Danny the Dog for me for oh, long. Um, um, the animal, or no, no, leashed uh, or something. Unleashed, like yeah, unleashed. yeah, the one with Bob Hoskins. Whereas the way they <laughs> shot that, that's yeah. fairly brutal, almost realistic. And so. I, d- I don't normally pay attention to that kind of stuff, but it was just such a glaring contrast from how the Germans were fighting that it was. I, I don't know. It, but it, that's it, why it just, she won. But yeah, they were also on an island. Oh no, I get it. Where they haven't fought anybody yeah. in England. Oh no, yes. plot yeah. plot wise I totally get yeah. it. It's just for some reason it just stood out in my mind like why are they fighting so stupidly? It's for to a, avoid war- a bullet when you're spinning For a, a warrior race, you think they would have been like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I don't need to flip upside down through the air quite so much. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean it didn't take much. away from the movie. Yeah. I was just it just was a thought that popped into my so head. So all in all watching. from all of us, we all liked it, right? Yes. It was, oh yes. Um is it also safe to Despite some people's loves for uh, or likes of Batman vs Superman, this is the best DC movie so yes. far. Yes, would you, yes. Would you say oh, yeah. so? It's the oh, best yeah. DC yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, out of this new batch, not including the Michael Keaton Batman or Steel. Superman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's um, and like I Everything really like Suicide Squad, but this I would say better. it's the best DC movie since Dark Knight. I I, I would actually agree with that. As I really like Dark Knight. So and I might like this more than Dark Knight. I like it better. But I like it more than Dark Knight. I'm, more fun. The I'm more sick the to death on, of Batman. Well, the more the years go on, my my affinity for Dark Knight keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. Oh, really? It's, it's lowering on my list. I don't, I don't tend to watch it a lot because it's also a long movie, I've which this got, movie was like perfect time. Oh, yeah. I've got like to the it, point where I've actually discounted the whole Nolan universe. Is it all because of the third one? The third one's a steaming pile of crap. Yeah. (laughs) But really, because there was so much potential with the Nolan universe, when it came out, Superman Returns came out, they could have actually started the DC... Well, Nolan was originally involved in, at least in Man of Steel, Steel, and then he seemed to have gone by the wayside. I don't know if it's... He just didn't want anything to do with it, or it was... It's very possible it could have been like... It was going to take up way too much of his time, and he has movies that he wants to make, obviously. So, no, at that time you had you had Smallville just hit around that two thousand seven mark. You had Batman Begins in two thousand five. It would have been perfect to have Smallville transition into the big screen with Superman. Have that tie into the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. Now I just take the Nolan movies. I just put them aside. That's just a trilogy. It has nothing to do with the rest. Of oh the yeah, series. it has nothing to do with anything else. And- the, oddly, though, we watched the, you know, Honest Trailers? <laughs> they put out the Catwoman one this week with Watch Ali it. Berry. it's great. But I completely forgotten that that came movie out. existed, like, yeah. Almost less than a year. That. I haven't seen it either, oh, but the... Before Batman Begins. The, the so. Honest Trailer is I've fantastic. I watched it not too long ago. It was Why? on TV. Why? Oh. Well, I have the DVD, but it, it was on TV, so... Why? <laughs> because it's Halle Berry, and she's all, like... You know, kicking ass and Sharon Stone's. I ass. swear, I'm the it, only male on the planet that doesn't think Kelly Berry's that attractive. 
Yes, yes, you may be. And then there was a big quiet, as even I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's okay. I don't get what the big deal is. It was the, it between was, that and I don't think she can act or wait. Oh, no, I don't think she's bag. a good actress, but. It was that movie and Electra that made the theaters, the movie companies think that female led superhero yeah. movies wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, yeah, which isn't so much female led superhero movies. It's bad as, superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, terrible pieces of shit. See, now for me in the DC universe is that I'm just sick to death of Batman. It's like anytime DC previously wants to book, wanted to put out a movie, it was Batman or Superman or mm. Batman or Batman or Batman or Batman. And I liked Green Lantern. I honestly liked that movie. I thought it was good. And maybe it's just because I really like Ryan Reynolds. We also saw it in the optimum setting. Nobody. I even saw it at a drive-in. Yeah, yeah. We saw it in the same double bill, but a different drive-in with that and Hangover 2. Which was awful. And you Which see Green Lantern. Terrible. And it was like, that oh, was okay. And then you watch halfway through Hangover 2 and like, wow, Green Lantern was actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Green, but I've Green seen Lantern it since then. suffers from the same problem and we'll... I guess we're getting back into it. Yeah, extended, go ahead. Extended <laughs> cuts. Yeah. If DC would or just release Warner the Brothers extended cuts, just lead, let the directors just make a movie. Mm. Because the extended cut of Green Lantern has more story. Mm. It explains more with Parallax. It explains more with Hector Hammond. Oh. You actually have a developed plot story. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Instead, you've got. Trying to make a bad guy here. Trying to make a bad guy here. Well, how can you be scared of that bad guy? Like, yeah. It's mm. just. It didn't work. You, you know, you're trying to pigeonhole, we got to make this movie an hour and 42 minutes long because, you know, people don't have an attention span longer than that. But, but yeah, the Green Lantern movie still has one of my favorite lines from any superhero movie was when uh, the Green Lantern meets the girlfriend. Um, Carol. Carol. I don't remember their names. What's his name? Hal? Hal. Yeah. So Hal is the Green Lantern and meets Carol. And he's trying to be all mysterious. And she's like, oh, come on, Hal. I know it's you. And he's like, why? Because he's in his costume. She's like, what? You think you can cover your cheekbones and I wouldn't know it was you? And I'm like, yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> so I guess the, the the question mark is now is how does Justice League build on this? Because now DC's got momentum again. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like it, it's But it's weird. Well, it. Batman vs Superman, as much as I didn't like it, made money. Mm-hmm. Didn't make as much money as they had hoped it would make. But it was still a really good hit. Yeah. Suicide Squad did very well, like and I, I, I love that movie. I really but, like Ben Affleck as Batman, though. Mm-hmm. I think he's good at being both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Now, and here's where we get back into it on the extended cut. Now, I know you haven't seen it. I will attempt to watch it at but some the, point. The extended cut adds 31 minutes. I got yeah. some knitting to do. There's more action, mm-hmm. but it develops the story of Superman. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, Which was inst- missing from that movie. Instead of being yeah. a Batman movie, they add Superman. And more importantly, not just Superman, Clark Kent. Oh. So yeah, that's... it gives you all the best Henry Cavill stuff. And he's a good actor. He mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So the fact that they bring him in and they explain how he's able to track down who Batman is. Then it leads to how they frame Batman or how they, how they end up framing Superman hmm. to lead to the confrontation. Hmm. So it's, it's a much better movie. When I first saw BVS, I walked out. I was very disappointed. I didn't enjoy the movie. I yelled at the screen. I didn't it lo- is the, one of two things I've seen Jen yell at. <laughs> the other was a Netflix show where I was going out with Ryan, I think. And I just heard from downstairs, nope, I'm done. Click. <laughs> yes, I was here for that. What was that? It was, it was uh, Shadow Hunters? Is yeah. that yeah. what it's called? Which is, okay, a little tangent. Shadow Hunters is based on the Cassandra Clare series of books. And oh, now I can't remember what the first one is called. But they're really... Really good series of books. And there was a movie, too, that didn't do really well. City of Bones? Bones? Yeah. I think City of Bone was the first one. Anyway, great ser- trilogy of YA novels if you like fantasy. So I was super excited. The movie was terrible, but not too terrible. It was cheesy. So I was really excited to see the TV show. I was like, yeah, Netflix. They take the, the, the part of the plot that is the plot. Like, you know that one nugget that if you changed it, it makes it, it just destroys the whole thing. Like, you need to have, like Uncle Ben, if Uncle Ben survived. Like, you need to have Uncle Ben dead to have Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. The same thing with this. They took the one little kernel that you need to make it the story, and they changed it to make it 
completely irrelevant and stupid. Well, then you'll be happy to know it's just been renewed for a third season. Oh my god! <laughs> but at the Read same time, Batman people. versus Superman, when we saw it, it was when Batman's origin came up. Oh, and I was, I yeah. was like, oh, again. But Jen was the one who actually went. We know this part. Get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard her yell at me. If you before. don't know Batman's kind of origin, you should not be in this movie. <laughs> when the extended cut came out, I picked up the Blu-ray and I ended up watching it three times that weekend because I enjoyed it much more with that yeah. extra story. Now, there are there are a few problems with BVS, I'm gonna admit that. Doomsday. But, <laughs> yeah, Doomsday Bless you. Doomsday Thank did you. not need to be the villain. No. But, but as far as I totally what, forgot about that. As what we have with Batman and Superman in it, it's a good foundation towards what's coming after you get the extended cut. And I will say this: what I did like about that movie was all the Wonder Woman parts. I was say, yeah, yeah. My she was part the best part. Was now, when you get the interaction between Bruce Wayne or Batman and Wonder Woman, and how she standoffish. Now with Wonder Woman, we understand why. She ends up losing something that was important to her. One of the first things she found when she got into the man's world or the real world, and it's gone. So she spent 100 years retreating from humanity, keeping to herself, where she can't get home. Yeah. And now you get an idea of the picture and all that kind of stuff. Now when you see her jump into action, she started realizing there's something to fight for. Yeah, especially since so much of her emotional power is based on compassion and love. So now when you watch Wonder Woman and now go back and watch BVS and the scenes with her in it, it's much more powerful. Because there's a reason why she was the way she was in the movie. mm -hmm. And there's a reason why she decided to get back in the armor again. Mm -hmm. And at the end of Wonder Woman, that's why after when she hears the commotion outside the museum... And she gets right into her gear. Yeah. Because she has decided to become that hero again yeah. and not hide from the world. Speaking of which, has anybody else read the thing that um, that that commotion is the sound of a boom tube? That would make sense. It kind of sounded... So it's set up for Justice League too. I, I would assume so. Um, but it, it was one of those things of like, oh, I didn't notice that at all. And apparently the other thing we didn't get in our screening was there was... A very brief trailer for the not Wonder Woman movie, but the the movie about the creator of Wonder Woman that apparently Marston. comes out. Next. Yeah, apparently that that was on a bunch of the screenings in the states. Oh, I didn't know they made a movie about it. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to come out. He in was September. a strange dude, uh, William Moulton Marston. I think for that time period, he was. Today, it, nobody would really no, link too much of an still eye a on. Strange it. dude. Yeah, he was in a, into bondage, and he had a girlfriend and a wife who, uh-huh. like, yeah, there are relationships like that out there that work. And yeah, he I couldn't the lie do detector, it. The lie detector machine. Yeah, which is kind of interesting, considering he also created the Lasso of Truth, uh-huh. right? Yeah. yeah, or at least co-created it with the, oh, his wives. I really like that the Lasso of Truth. How they did the Lasso of Truth in that movie too. How when you don't tell the truth, it hurts you. Yeah. I thought that was. I don't know if that's from the comic or not, but from the Wonder Woman I think that it I've. It depends on which version. People yeah. have come back and that forth. You're compelled to tell yeah. yeah. So the yeah. Wonder Woman, yeah. not, the, not the consequences. Exactly. Of not so like the, the Wonder Woman that I've seen in in uh, cartoons mostly. Uh, that's where I get my Wonder Woman knowledge from. It's more like you know she puts the lasso on them and then they decide to start talking and I'm like why what what why does it compel them and so I really like that they added that touch. Yeah, but see, magic can't be the reason for everything. And it can also everything. work on Superman because it's magic. That, that's what what's always given her up a, a kind of a leg up on Superman because Superman can't do magic. <laughs> so, what do you think um, the prospects are for the sequel? If 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 we're saying that she has she doesn't go into battle regularly between that movie and they're talking about it's going to take place in America, but I'm not sure about the time period. Well, the things I've seen, there was conflicting interviews with the director. Yes. And then one, she said that it was going to kind of be like almost a follow-up and take place in the past. And then in more recent interviews, it's been either more contemporary or I think in one interview they asked, well, but will it be in the past? Will it be 100 years in the future? And then, so pretty much anywhere from the you know, World War One to Batman Beyond Maybe. is in the open. But I think 
the mo- it'll be uh, contemporary. Maybe there'll be a movie about her studying art history and how she got her job at the Louvre. Maybe. <laughs> that would be the most boring movie ever. <laughs> I don't think so. I would find that interesting. <laughs> you know what, though? You could do, like, a skit or a sitcom about that where, like, other... Is, isn't... No, I was going to say, isn't Da Vinci Code take place? Isn't Da Vinci Code a Warner Brothers movie? But I don't think it is. Because that'd be kind of awesome, is the stuff in Da Vinci Code is happening in the background. And she's just going up a page. She's hating the blue. Like, it's in act of Wonder Woman, basically, the entire time. Either that or she fast forward, fast forward to today, and then Steve Trevor or Chris Pine could play Steve Trevor's great great grandson. His illegitimate great-great-grandson. Yeah, yeah. it's always a possibility. The same way Lyle Wagner did on exactly. the 70s TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Chris exactly. Pine is the new Lyle Wagner. Is that what we're yeah, saying? exactly. Between or season he, one and season you two. You know what? He the was... Flash travels back in time, grabs him out of the airplane as it's exploding because he knows that Diana loves him so much. Nah. Oh, God. I hope not. <laughs> this. <laughs> Hey, it's we've one of those seen things. him time travel already. No, he, and he hasn't he, even had his own movie yet. Steve got frozen in the ice. No, you know, no, I don't mean him. I mean the Flash. The thing no, I, I mean, Steve got frozen in the ice. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Chris Pine is he was really good in this movie, but it's like, you know, he would he wouldn't have been in a bad hal because that that would because when they signed him originally, there was yeah, there it was, was like he's going to be in a DC Green movie. Man. Which one? Ah, and. We took him off the chessboard. What more do you want than that? Yeah. <laughs> we got him means Marvel can't get him. Pretty much. And like that that seems to be more and more what's DC kind of happening. DC just needed a Chris. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Marvel's they, got they, three. Yeah, they got all those Chris's. We got to get this We need Chris. a Chris. And they got our Michael Keaton. So we're going to take the... Well, they also... They also the, uh, DC also had the... What's his name? The the Chris from Law & Order SBU. He was in... Uh, Chris Noth? Uh, no, uh, Christopher Maloney. Chris Maloney. Yeah, he was in uh, he was Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Briefly. <laughs> it's, um, what kind of bad guy would you want showing up in the next one? Cheetah. Assuming they don't they don't bring back Ares. Cheetah. Cheetah? Cheetah. She's really the Just only... classic... And then, the only know. classic Wonder Woman villain. Plus, yes, the only Wonder Woman villain I can think of, so... <laughs> um, My exposure to Wonder she, Woman has been Justice League cartoons. In the Perez run... <laughs> Me too. One of her major foes was Circe. Mm, that could work. But the gods are all dead. Circe's not Long a god. The new god. She's a sorceress. Well, yeah, there's always the new gods coming in. And like you could with the new gods coming in, you could do chunks of Azarello's run mm-hmm. real easy. And I, that was the thing about. I'd like the, to see Orion on big screen. Yeah, the, the thing I like in that flying thing. Woo. The thing I liked about Azarello's run is the fact that like Zeus existed after the the Greek god era, like in that mythology, and he was still sleeping around, like and still doing well, the yeah, same tricks. Yeah, it's Zeus. So instead of like that was even before the Azarello run, because oh, is it? Because the second Wonder Girl, Cassie Sandsmark, the blonde. Oh, is that where she comes from? Her, the one in Young Justice. Yeah, she oh, got okay. her powers because Zeus slept with her mother. Oh, I yeah, because she was Ares, but I thought it, she was related to Ares. The lasso she got was forged by Ares. Yeah, and he but shows up in her sure comic a lot to influence her. I'm pretty sure Zeus is her father. Oh, okay. Because I, that would make Ares her brother. Yeah. I I, I liked it in, in Azarello's run. It's a girl is carrying a, a new Zeus child. Mm-hmm. And it's because her weakness was like, you know, in the, the, uh, the older mythology, it's goats and geese and bulls and stuff. This girl's weakness was for like chubby, hairy Mexican guys, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and even, like she even explains it, and she's like, "What? Everybody's got a thing, okay? That's mine." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so okay, so I guess consensus: go see Wonder Woman. Go see it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, go see it in three D. It was pretty good in three D. Yeah, it, was pre- it, it had some moments. Pretty good in D box. Could be. I don't, I don't know. A lot of. A lot of vibrating with machine gun fire. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing I will say is uh, to Marvel, the ball is now in your court because you got to do a, a female-led superhero movie as good as that. And that's a tough one to follow. 
It's, I guess the first f- female-led one will be Captain Marvel. Is mm-hmm. that the one, the only that's one Marvel's got scheduled? Yeah. If Brie Larson is anything in Captain Marvel as she was in Kong Skull Island, she'll kill ass. Oh no! Yeah, it's, it's just we'll see. We'll see what the script is and everything else by the, that time. But and I don't have any doubt that it's going to be good. But that's a hard act to follow. Kind right. of like they're they now have to trail after Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman's also done a lot of money. Right. It's the I, I was looking at box office mojo. I like the only the only category it has a number one ranking in is World War One movies. It is the number one World War One movie of all time. <laughs> the only other one I can think of is Passchendaele and Enemy at the Gates. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, that would be the. Uh, <laughs> I the don't only know about one. all time, but it was a very good World War One movie. What's well, the well, highest grossing World War One movie ever? And there's mm-hmm. not a lot of World War One movies made. I'm like off the top of my head, there's those ones and um didn't Kubrick do one? Is isn't the it's Paz of Glory. Yeah, isn't that a World War One movie? Yeah, the... To the interwebs. Yeah. So um yeah, so go see it. Everybody go see it. Go see it twice. We're probably all gonna go see it at least once or twice more. Uh which brings us to Geek Picks. <laughs> Who wants to start? Stop giggling at your phone. I just opened my phone and the last page that I had load was on it and it's the Muppet Wiki of the Muppaphone. <laughs> I was trying to explain to Brent what the Muppaphone was. No, oh, well, then I'll, I'll use that as a springboard for my geek pick. The okay. Linda Carter episode of The Muppet Show. Well, oh, <laughs> nice. All the Muppets decide they want to be superheroes and try to impress her with their superpowers. And, of course, they're not really very good at it but um i do remember a scene of her walking across the stage singing uh singing a song and muppets just falling out of the sky on her because they're trying to fly and fight villains so there you go the linda carter episode of muppet show to tie everything together with a nice bow do you know what it. season that is uh, I can very soon. Uh, it's probably got to be four or five. I think it's season four because uh, I so it's the design. one that's not on DVD. It's not on the DVD. I have season one, two, and three on Me DVD, too. Yeah. so it's got to be four. Ed, okay. Well, my original geek pick was going to be BVS extended cut, but since okay. we already talked about it, so I'll go. Since uh, I'll follow Kevin's lead with a uh, with a Wonder Woman th- themed here. Uh, right now, you can pick up the complete series of Wonder Woman 1, 2, and 3 in a collector's box set. Um, it's a great series. I have I picked it up years and years ago when it was first released, and then mm-hmm. I, I you know, sold them at one time, and then after I sold them, I completely regretted it and picked it up again. So uh, watching Linda Carter on the original series is great. And also, when they took a lot of risks when they made that show, too, because when it debuted in 1975, it started off as in World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty big risk for, for them back in those days, even though shows like Hogan's Heroes did prove that you could have a, a weekly episodic TV show take place during World War II. But just the cost of doing that with the Yeah, I was going to say, costumes. is it switched due to cost? That, so Wonder Woman, that show was actually canceled after the first season by CBS, and it switched networks. And when ABC picked it up, they said, we can't afford to do World War II anymore. Oh, uh, okay. And they moved it the setting to the and 70s. And it sort of had to reboot as well. They rebooted because, the whole show, Because yeah. even Hippolyta was a totally different actress. Yeah, uh, Cloris Leachman was the original Hippolyta. Yeah, and then, huh. and then it was uh, Morticia Adams. Oh yes, and Morticia yes. Adams was uh, bought uh, later on. In, oh, cool. in the I'm series. just about to run up to, into Wonder Woman on my journey, on your big list on my 70s rewatch. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a show that you know I ended up growing up with, watching you know Saturday afternoons that and Starsky and Hutch and that kind of stuff. So, no, pick it up. It's it's great, and you know I think it's a must own for all comic book. TV fans, especially all the ones who are into Flash and Supergirl now, might as well get that. She was the original strong female superhero. And she, I mean, she's on Supergirl now, Linda Carter. Yeah, she's the president, right? Okay, Ryan? Uh, Well, I had a different pick, but I'll I'll go with the same theme. I'll I'll, I'll keep it in the DC family here. Um, If you can find them, or either, I don't know if they're on Netflix or not, but the old Justice League cartoon. Justice yeah. Le- and then Justice League Unlimited. Uh, you, there's some great Wonder Woman episodes in there. Uh, I still remember the one where Wonder Woman gets turned into the pig. I was going to say that by and, Cersei. And Batman <laughs> has to like... all an excuse to get what's-his-face to Red sing. Red Tornado. Conroy. Conroy to sing. 
Was it? Oh, yeah. And Red, red Tornado to go here, piggy, piggy. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. But uh, those were like great classic, you know, classic DC animation. I could mm. tie that back to the Muppet Show too, because Miss Piggy <laughs> was Wonder Pig. Yes, of course she was. But yeah, okay. yeah. So that's my pick. That's your pick. Yep. I can't disagree with that, Jen. I am totally not following the same thing. Um, Squirrel Girl. Of course. Wonder Squirrel Girl? No, Marvel. (laughs) Always Squirrel Girl, Ryan North, read it. It's the best. But (coughs) speaking of reading, um, I just finished a YA book called Carve the Mark, and it's by Veronica Roth, who wrote the Divergent Trilogy. So it's a new trilogy, so just the first one's been published. It's a sci-fi fantasy series. If you liked Divergent but were disappointed by it, uh, this one's better. Um, so uh, since I'm bad at at, at uh, synopses, I'm just going to read what is on the HarperCollins website. So it says, On a planet where violence and vengeance rule, in a galaxy where some are favored by fate, everyone develops a current gift, a unique power meant to shape their future. While most benefit from their current gifts, Akos and Sira do not. Their gifts make them vulnerable to others' control. Can they reclaim their gifts, their fates, and their lives and reset the balance of power in the world? So... The basic premise is that Akos and Sira are the two main characters. They share a planet, but are on opposing uh, cultures, basically. So Sira's uh, culture, uh, I can't remember what they're called, Shotet. She's a sh- from the Shotet people. Her culture is basically trying to enslave Akos's culture, which is the, I can never pronounce it, Thuvi? T-H-U-V-H-E. I don't know how you pronounce it. So anyway, they're, they're at war over the one planet. And... Um, it's the story of Akos's family and um, his people trying to overthrow the Shotet so that they can regain control of their planet. And Sira is the daughter of the tyrant, of the leader of the Shotet, or the sister, sorry. And um, it ends up her story, her story about how she becomes a bit more of a person and a bit more caring and feeling and realizes that she doesn't have to just be a puppet for power and how she can shape the world to the way she wants it and not necessarily the way her brother wants it. So it's a very interesting book called Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. So I suggest everybody read it. Cool. Nice. So um, I'm going to stick with uh, Wonder Woman, as I've uh, mentioned quite a few times in this episode. I'm going with the Brian Azzarello uh, run on Wonder Woman. I really, really like that run. I was never a huge Wonder Woman fan up until that one run uh i like their injustice league and uh the george Perez runs pretty good but for whatever reason maybe it's just how azarello writes it really really caught me well and it also brings in orion into that universe and i i have a weakness for the new gods i don't know why <laughs> so they're cool yeah and and i would be uh I would I I can't do this without doing a, a second sort of pick is uh Jill Thompson who is a uh well she's not my friend but I'm her friend she just doesn't know that <laughs> That um, sounds creepy. Yeah, I know. Um she uh she helped with uh, a uh in my engagement for Jen. Uh she did it worked. she drove the car. <laughs> she drove the she car. held the shotgun. <laughs> She uh, recently did a Wonder Woman graphic novel. Uh, just trying to remember what exactly it was called. Something, something. The last Amazon. Uh, uh, we'll all fill the void while yeah, Brent's doing this. I have a rant. Amazon. That's what. Okay, it is. I guess I don't need my rant. Uh, it, it's a because a lot Damn. of a lot of. Some of Jill's stuff from the true Amazon made its kind of way into the the movie, which was kind of nice to see. And it's just fantastically painted. What were you going to say, Ryan? Go ahead. That's okay. You can get a parting shot. No, it's it's just my why they shouldn't have done Doomsday and Batman versus Superman rant that I'm sure you've all heard before. We'll save it for another day. Just too much. Uh, that, that's Don't the, kill off Superman in the second movie. Make me care for him, then kill him off. Watch the extended cut. Then you care for him. I do. Then you get him. But get still, him no. You, uh, <laughs> they could have made Bizarro. They could have done 
so many other, especially you, know, you want to do the whole, oh, they used crypto, uh, Kryptonian uh, DNA. Make Bizarro. Let them fight Bizarro. He's big and strong. That could be the big bad guy. It'd be different, too. Instead of bringing out Doomsday, when... Yeah, but to be fair, a lot of those superhero movies kind of have the same issue. Like, that's why I'm... One of the things I'm glad about Justice League is that Darkseid isn't the bad guy in Justice League. It's minions of Darkseid. We're building up to that. Yeah. Because after Darkseid, what what the hell do you throw at him after that, Thanos. right? King of the Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> But that is an argument for, for a different day. episode. Um, well, uh, before we do our plugs, Ed, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, well, you can find me on Snowhawk Cosplay on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest. You can drive by my house. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I've got a bunch Just of Just to warn you, if you drive by Ed's house, you'll actually notice because nobody drives by Ed's house. <laughs> Same van keeps driving by. He he or his wife will take notice and they own a big dog. And have your money ready to buy Girl Guy cookies. Or you yeah. can do that. But uh, if you check out my page, uh, I've got a lot of cool pictures coming up over this past weekend was Niagara Falls Comic Con. So yep. did quite a few shoots. I'm also got some Men in Black stuff that we just did. So that was a new costume over the weekend. So I've also done a couple shoots with um, Raji Man Photography, which uh, he's got some great stuff coming up from us. So check it out. And uh, I've got links to some other great cosplayers on there. So if you swing by my page, go and check out some of my friends. Cool. So, Kevin, where can people find us on the internet? Well, we would love to hear your thoughts on Wonder Woman. Uh, we'd love to share your thoughts with us on your next on our next show. So, please send us an email at truenorthnerds at gmail or tweet at us at truenorthnerds. Uh, we have just made our Facebook group more open, so you don't have to ask. Well, you still have to um, request to join, but you should be able to find us more easily at True North Nerds on. Facebook as well, and uh, there are photos from this very episode on Instagram as we speak, so look for us at True North Nerds on Instagram as well. There you go. So for Jen, Ryan, Kevin, and Ed, this has been True North Nerds. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Bye-bye. Or a week, or something. Eventually, there'll be another Eventually, episode. Eventually, there's another episode. See you soon. Set your phasers to sexy been listening to the true north nerds recorded at the utility cupcake research kitchen reach the nerds on twitter at true north nerds on facebook under surprise true north nerds and you can reach them by email at true north nerds at gmail.com if you like the opening theme song it's called set your phasers to sexy by kirby crackle from the album sounds like you Please go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.